0: Allow me to reintroduce myself Now tuned into the greatest What's up people and welcome to another episode of the Supreme Decisions Legal Podcast And today I'm going to go back to kind of an oldie but goodie And it's Roe v. Wade But now we're coming with episode 3 Now a lot of people when they're thinking about Roe v. Wade They're thinking on just the actual course concept of the abortion act so whenever you hear a lot of people talk about oh Roe v. Wade need to overturn Roe v. Wade we need to overturn Roe v. Wade we need to overturn Roe v. Wade well I understand that you have an opinion about you know life and death and when life begins and yada 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 but at the end of the day Roe v. Wade is not just about abortion. is not just about the conception. It's not just about the ending of a life or even when the beginning of a life starts. Roe v. Wade is about the right, not just a woman's right, but the right for a human being to do what it is that they want with their body without government interference. And today's episode, I'm going to talk about just that the actual right that one has to do with their body but i'm going to go a lot deeper because if you remember on episode one we just spoke about the abortion aspect of it. episode two we looked for the definition of what prostitution was in roe v wade and one what defines it and what it actually entails So if you haven't heard those, go back and take a listen. But today, like I said, the inspiration for this came because Georgia's, I'm guessing governor now, Brian Kemp, he was in the paper a couple days ago, and he spoke about the changing of Georgia's law, and I believe now for abortions, it's a heartbeat or something to that effect but it really changed the current law or current accepted vernacular of it. I believe two weeks. So instead of this time period, you now have that time period for abortion. But I thought it was rather interesting because at the same time, Georgia had A case go on that was decided the exact same day as Roe v. Wade with a very similar abortion aspect to it and it's Doe v Bolton and it's also a um, Supreme Court case it was Bolton or Doe v Bolton 410 US 179, and it was also exactly January 22nd, 1973, the same day as decision in the better known case of Roe v. Wade, and basically what it brought into effect was when a woman, or the latest a woman could have an abortion, so again that's Doe v. Bolton, 410, U.S., 179, 1973. And I'm gonna go deeper into that in just a little bit. But again, inspiration. After I read what um, Brian Kemp was attempting to do or had done, I watched the show that I watch, you know, more often than not, called Station 19. And if you're not familiar with it, it's actually a pretty interesting show. But it's like a it's it's an afternoon or late evening primetime time. Soap opera, and it's about firefighters. And in this particular episode, there was a firefighter, he was injured while doing his job, and the injury was life threatening more so to a fact where he had to be hospitalized. And during his hospitalization, a notice of a thing that was already in place what was in place was a dnr and a dni and for those of you that don't know what that is it's a do not resuscitate and a do not incubate now basically he did not want to be put on life support he also did not want to be shocked back to life if he was to slip off for whatever reason now the reason why that was so interesting to me right after I had just seen this information with Brian Kent was the fact that most people have no idea the reason he's able to have a legal standing for doctors to not do what doctors are trained to do is because of Roe v. Wade he has the right to not be put on an incubator he has the right to refuse treatment he has the right to be not resuscitated He's doing that in a sound mind, and it is, as I tell everyone, when they're looking to exercise, get it? You have, to ex- you have to do something when you're exercising. You have to exercise it in writing. He's done it in writing. What it does, it not only protects his interests, his wholehearted, in his body, in his mind interests, but it also relieves the hospital of their duty to act. Because not only when you're making decisions for yourself, you also have to take into effect how that affect other folks. Because you have the right to make decisions for yourself, but not for others. If they do not belong to you and you are not guiding them, such as your children. So now going into that, the reason behind that is most people have no real concept of what their government intrusion is done through O.B. Wade. And I have a question for those because I don't know if anyone has ever been put in a position of guardianship. Whenever you have someone that can't take care of themselves or make sound decisions medically, Have you ever been put in that place where you had to make not only just regular decisions for them, such as for your children, or in some cases, an elderly parent or relative of grave influence, such as pulling the plug. The reason, again, why I pulled that up is because Roe v. Wade offers that opportunity. Because let's say you're in a position where your parent is in a lot of pain now while we don't allow for death dead executions or whatever in that sense there is a point of understanding where someone else has to make that decision or has to be in a position to make that decision and i unfortunately was um most of you didn't know but I was placed in a position where someone that was close to me had left their life in my hands. They had gone through a state where they were injured, they had a brain injury, and in doing so, they had an operation. After the operation, they weren't breathing anymore. And it was my decision to say, hey, keep them incubated, keep doing what you can to keep them alive, or to say, you know what? the plug and unfortunately I was in a position where I was I've always been a numbers guy I've always understood things I've been in places where I've been placed into a lot of pain I've even had my mother tell me like you know what I can't do it any longer I'm in too much pain I'm in more pain than I, I want to bear and it's understanding levels of pain understanding those numbers, understanding not necessarily what benefits me, but what benefits someone else. The reason that is something that's not really talked about because it's not something most people think Roe v. Wade deals with. But those aspects go along with, no one is forcing me to make that decision and no one is making that decision for me. No one is forcing that person to go through a procedure they don't want to go through. No one is forcing me to allow someone to place them in a position to where they don't want to be in. And again, that also comes with a conversation. And most people don't have an opportunity. What if they don't have an NDR and they don't have a guardian, then what? We normally don't think about having the right to decide to live or die. And in most effects we do. A lot of people back during the Obama era when the Affordable Care Act was first brought out, everybody spoke about the death panel. Oh, they're going to have a death panel for old people. They're going to have a death panel for old people. Oh, they're just going to, these 12 people are going to kill old people. And that's not exactly what was going on. Because what happens is, while we don't have legalized death panels, we do have options to where if somebody's in pain, they can't pay for their medical treatment or they choose not to pay. Um, go through the medical treatment. They have an opportunity to not do it. But they have to sign or they're giving waivers. That's what they're known <laughs> known as in the hospital. They're giving waivers. But what they essentially are are legally binding DNRs and DNRs. In eyes, do not resuscitate, do not incubate. That's what these letters equate to. When you have these things called the right to refuse treatment, that also trickles down to the right to not take medication. It also branches over to the right to get body piercings, the right to get body tattoos. It also leads into these things, even if something as simple as what they would call a hemp, 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 hemp tattoo I think that's what they call a hemp tattoo I'm probably wrong, put it in the comments some people don't even understand that Roe v. Wade that is what the right to do with your body consists of even smoking drinking, because most people don't even know even court ordered I'm going to say it one more time court ordered rehab is voluntary you have the choice to go i'm gonna say that one you have the choice to go why because the rehab center can't make you stay you have the right to refuse treatment you have the right to refuse medication you have the right to do what it is you want to do with your body because of roe v wade and even with these death panels so to speak even with those that are elderly and they're choosing to pretty much forego their medication and treatments, they have the right because of Roe v. Wade. And the one thing that actually stood out to me that I thought was absolutely amazing and it was, it was probably the most dumbfounding thing I've ever seen in my life was the fact that I'm reading and I see while wow, someone that is mentally incompetent that cannot stand trial, that cannot go to court and be held responsible for their actions, can refuse medication, even if they are deemed mentally ill. I'm gonna say that one more time. Even if they're deemed mentally ill, they can still refuse medication. They can still refuse treatment, although they're not mentally stable enough to stand trial for their actions. And I just, that actually just blew me away. And even another aspect of Roe v. Wade that a lot of people may not understand, may not know, may not even care about. Because see, for me, it's not really a care. I don't care about this aspect of it. But when you have these people that go out and they say, I don't want to vaccinate my children. I'm not going to Force the government's, you know, polio vaccine on me because they ain't been bouts of polio for 10,000 years or however long it was. But then you'll say, Oh, because it has organic on the label, I'm going to give this to my child. Forgetting that that food has pesticides in it, it has other processing chemicals in it. And for me, if you're going to not vaccinate your child, and again, this is my opinion, it will make more sense to me if you were to grow your own food and actually keep your child in a controlled environment. But most people don't do those things, which actually is funny to me because you have that right because of Roe v. Wade the thing is, most people don't understand, because you have the right to do whatever it is you want to do with your body. You're making a decision for another person that you're guiding, that you are the guardian of, and, I'm going to say that one more time, and you have the choice to do it. And most people, again, just because it talks about rope. Roe v. Wade in the abortion context, they forget it's the right to do with your body as you choose without government interference. Here's the here's here's one that most people really, really are probably gonna be dumbfounded by, because whenever I first read it, I actually I actually cracked up, because most people have no idea that the death penalty or lethal injection or in most cases, the right for the state to execute somebody relies on Roe v. Wade because one the due process of law say so, well what does it have to do with somebody that's being executed how does the, the due process has already happened they've already been found guilty they've already been taken to that point but the due process comes with having the right to do what it is with your body as you choose without government interference and also I've also said before they are liable for your health and well being while in their custody so they have you exercise your right of waiving their liability and it's done in writing you have to accept the death as a penalty of being found guilty and that is also done in writing because again it becomes a waiver of your right to life and lastly the agreement of the use of chemicals to end one's life within that penalty that actually goes back to the death panel that goes back to those that want to be euthanized, that want to be given the morphine until they drift off, all of this goes the death penalty. And it also is kind of contradictory because Roe v. Wade is pro life, but the death penalty is absolute. And the problem I have with that, while you're waiving those rights, you're doing it in writing, you're leaving relieving them a liability you're saying yes I did it the problem is the people that are going home that are not agreeing to it, that are fighting that are absolutely not found guilty of these accusations being incarcerated for 10, 15 30 years and being found that they could not have possibly done something at the rate of 70% and growing every year I don't think an absolute waiver is the right thing to do. I don't think when you're dealing with an absolution such as death, that it's okay to execute. But again, that's my, my thing. But at the end of the day, that thing is available because of Roe v. Wade. Because most people don't even think of the death penalty as a medical procedure. but you're being injected, things are being placed into your body, whether you choose to have them or not. You've signed for them and they're done in writing. You've waived those rights at some point. And the choices of Roe v. Wade in a sense of abortion and life, I got one question for you. Are you willing to give up your medical history privacy to have openly knowing medical? Pres- medical procedures being done. Let's say you had to get something removed. You don't want everybody to know that. What about all the people that's having these multiple cosmetic surgeries? Do you really want to know that? How about those that are doing or transitioning? They may not want you to know about them being another sex at one point. You know. But... Roe v. Wade allows that level of privacy. It also is the creation of the now-known HIPAA law, which is the reason why your medical history isn't known unless you make it known. While I'm getting ready to close this out, because those are just not only examples, but also the shining light of what Roe v. Wade actually covers because most people don't think about it because at the end of the day, those are little things. That's something small, it's minute. But when we're talking about overturning, and the reason why I stated long ago that, you know, when Kavanaugh was being brought in, he, oh, he's gonna overturn Roe v. Wade, gonna overturn. Uh, no, because even Georgia couldn't overturn Dovey Bolton. And it's their lost set setup. It's their practice of medicine here are a few questions and I want you to actually think about it and those of you that have comments or listening on a platform that have comments leave me a comment I don't care what it is I don't care if you're trolling I don't care if you're being derogatory I don't even, I, I want to hear your thoughts and if you want to answer each question that's even better if you don't want to answer but one that is magnificent as well I want to hear what you feel because one of the questions I have on this because even talking about just the abortion aspect of it let's talk about should a rape victim be forced to have a child they were impregnated by someone who raped them they were forced to have sex should they be forced by the government to have that child Because remember, if you're saying it's okay for one, you have to say it's okay for all. You have to think beyond yourself. You have to think beyond the aspects of, oh, I wouldn't do it. Oh, I wouldn't allow my child to do it. But you have to think about it. Should someone that's been raped be forced to have a child to make you comfortable? Because they're reliving that rape every day now they're looking at their rapist every day because no matter what you do or what you say that child is a reminder of a horrific act should they be forced to have that child how about this because a lot of that might be a little bit too sensitive so so let's go with this one how about should someone that has been trafficked as a sex worker be forced to have a child that they've conceived by a random john okay that's not rape they actually was brought here for some reason whether it was by force or by choice they've spread their legs willingly they're doing it with multiple people if they become pregnant because it's willing sex should they be forced to have that child they weren't raped but they were forced to come here to work as the way they are should they be forced to have because again I use the word force because that's what it does you have to ask your question ask, ask yourself the question of is it okay to force someone to do anything most people know They shouldn't drive 20 miles per hour over the speed limit, but people do it. Why? Because nobody's forcing you to drive 20 miles per hour over the speed limit. Most people know it's a good thing to be on time, but there are still loads and loads of people that are never on time. What about, should a minor child be forced to give birth to a child? I ain't talking about, you know, 17, 18. I ain't going to go 17, 18. Because that's high school Most of them We see a lot of that Happening in high school Where it's free sex And it's going on But I'm talking about 12 years old 13 years old What level Are you comfortable with A child Being forced to have a child 12 13 14 15 Even 16 What level are you comfortable With that child being forced To have a child How about, should a woman be forced to give birth to a child if it will result in her death or a major health risk or issue for the child or even herself? So should a woman have a child that could kill her? Should a woman have a child that could give her some sort of long-term health issue? What about giving birth to a child knowing that child will die right after death right after birth right after birth that child dies you're knowing that giving birth to this child or actually knowing that this child is going to have some sort of grave birth defect or disability should she have be forced to have that child are you comfortable with that what about if the probability was super high what that she or the child dies, are you comfortable knowing that a woman's going to give birth through force and she's probably going to die? Let's say, let's say 75%. That's that's not stupid high. She still got a 25% chance of living. What about if that child has a 25% chance of living? Is is that still acceptable for you? Should we give him a shot? Should we force that woman to have that child and give that child a shot? How about? Understanding the three-pronged aspects of Dovi Bolton Because those questions are those that have arisen in Georgia's current abortion, quote-unquote, law or medical statutes Because those are real reasons Rape is a real reason Minor, the inability to think for oneself is a real reason someone's health is a real reason you may not agree with it but I've learned two things in my entire life whether I like it or don't like it I gotta sit back and look at it because that's exactly what's going on today because you're either part of the problem or part of the solution are you adopting any of these children that again these children are having Are you making it easier for them to be available for prenatal care? Are you giving folks rides? Are you making sure that child has form great education? Are you making sure the environment is welcoming that they're coming into? Because see, those are things that we can control. Those are things that we can actually talk about. Those are things that we can actually do. We can actually make this a loving world. If we're going to force someone to do something, we can make this a loving world. We can actually make this a godly world where it's harmonious. But that's not the comfort area for everybody because a lot of people just need something to complain about. And they would rather just holler and scream about something than actually get an education. Then actually learn what it is that they're hollering and screaming about, to actually get perspective on what it is there, to actually do something about it. Because a lot of people don't know that I do a lot of volunteer work because one of the things that I hate, I hate these people that talk about, oh, I love the veterans, I love the veterans, I love the veterans, I love the veteran, and then step over a veteran that's homeless. Are you feeding a veteran? Are you helping a veteran get housing? How about are you sitting and listening to a veteran? Just let them talk. Are you doing that? Are you doing something to make it better for that vet? Are you doing something that allows that vet to say, you know what? I went out there and risked my life, limb, mentality for something. Are you standing up for that vet? Well, I do things like that. I also read the children. I also work for the Child Crisis Center of El Paso. I do this I also work with St. Jude. The understanding of this is the that I'm doing something to make this situation better. Because at the end of the day I may not like abortion, I may not support abortion, but I do support choice. I don't have to like somebody else's choice. I don't have to answer for anybody else's choice But I don't have to do a lot of the other things That somebody else does either Because I have my own life I have my own mindset I also have my own guidance that I have to display And at the end of the day You have to understand That even if a woman does decide to give up a child Or to have an abortion Or to go out And even go through an adoption Bringing in another child there's going to be some type of mental change that happens there's going to be a chemical change that happens there's going to be a hormonal change that happens why I don't like it I don't even have to understand it but I do have to come up with a thing that says hey I don't have to make it worse for someone that does either of those. because if a child comes in it's not that child's fault right I have to make this world worth that child being here. I have to do something that makes it worth a smile. I have to do something to make this better. And if I'm not, what the hell am I complaining about? What right do I have to complain if I'm going to do nothing? If I'm not going to get the education, why am I complaining about it? And if I'm going to say a woman shouldn't have an abortion, what am I doing for her mental health? Because whether she does it once or a thousand times she has some type of mental issue that's gonna go on she's gonna have some type of hormonal issue that goes on she's gonna have some type of health what am I doing to make those things better for her but at the end of the day also have me to worry about because I still have my health I can refuse treatment if I want to because I'm not a person that runs to the hospital every 10 seconds because I have the cold or hurt foot or or my hand itches. But when there's an opportunity for a treatment that is necessary, that I deem necessary, I have the choice to take it or the choice to not take it. And that's because of Roe v. Wade. But it's also because I sat down and I got the education on it. I did the reading. I did the research. I did the acceptance. And for me, whether it's abortion or tattoos or do not resuscitate, do not incubate or it's exercising a right it's either I do it or I lose it and at this point I'm not in the losing game I may not exercise every 20-30 minutes but it's going to be exercise I may not do the extra things that are out there but I will Put something together that allows for me to have my plans executed, not someone else's. I understand people have responsibilities. I understand that hospital, if I go there, their job is to stabilize me. Not to make me better, but to stabilize. They have another facility for me to get better. But they are there to stabilize me. I understand that. They have a liability if they do not stabilize. accepted that with their, their going through medical school and getting their quote unquote medical license I also have to relieve them of that liability if I choose not to accept their services I have to exercise and that's one thing that I talk about lately because it's time for us to start exercising it doesn't matter which amendment it is which one you choose but it's time to start choosing something it's time to stand up for something, but it's also time to get the education you need that allows you to be independent. It allows you to be able to stand up on your own. It's the thing that's gonna allow you to not have someone else making decisions for you. It's your show of competence. It's your acceptance of responsibility. Get to in this is a supreme decision. And I'll see you guys next week. the shaking colosana.